0: Hindsight is the opposite of foresight. Foresight is the ability to see things before they happen. Now, i got to tell you up front that there are very, 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 very few people have foresight. But just about everybody, (laughs) uh aha, have hindsight. Well, whatever and whenever we make a mistake, whether it's a mistake in judgment Or it is a mistake by rushing headlong into something without praying and seeking the mind of God. Whatever it is that we find ourselves in, we always say to ourselves, in hindsight, I should have not rushed into this. I should have listened to her. I should have listened to him. I should have been more careful. And most importantly of all, I should have prayed about this. Have you been there? I have. There are two ways by which you can deal with things in hindsight. One way you can deal with events that have happened and errors and mistakes that are made is by beating yourself up and others, right? I'm not going to forget that, and others with guilt and with regret. I should have, I could have, I should have, I could have, I should have. Oh, we would beat others with guilt and say, you should have, you could have, you should have. Or, I knew it all along. <laughs> <laughs> I knew this was going to happen. I want to tell you something. Negative people who are always opposed to every new idea, whenever action is taken and failure results from that action, they love to tell you, I told you so, I told you so, I told you so. You would not listen to me. But thank God there is a second way to deal with things and events in hindsight. I want you to listen to this one very carefully. It is a better way. It is a godly way. It is a healthy way in looking at things and events and past failures in hindsight. This is the God-ordained way to view things in hindsight. And that healthy, positive, godly example of dealing with events in hindsight is found in the second half of Psalm 37. In the first half of Psalm 37. There we saw David is telling us to chill out. He begins the Psalm By saying, don't fret, chill out. Why? He said, chill out because of what you cannot see. (laughs) Chill out because of what you already have. Chill out because of what is coming to you. Chill out because the wicked will be judged. Here in the second half of Psalm 37, David is saying, I want you to listen to me very carefully. I think if he spoke English, he would have said, hear me right. (laughs) the reason I do this is I want to make sure you listen to me and you're hearing what I'm saying and he says I want you to listen to me very very carefully listen with your eyes and listen with your ears and listen with your mind listen with your heart listen with all with the totality of your being because he said I want to tell you and I want you to receive the benefits of my hindsight He is saying, let me give you the benefits of my past failure and pain. I want you to listen to me very carefully because I want to give you the benefit of my past mistakes. Listen to me because I want to give you the benefits of my past pain that resulted from sin. He says, listen carefully to the benefits of my past worries, my past anxieties, and my past fears. I want you to benefit from me. Listen carefully and let me give you the benefits of a long life, blessed life. Listen to me so that I may share with you the blessing of being able to look back and see things from God's perspective. That's basically what he's saying in the second half. Verses 23 to 40 of Psalm 37 Let me summarize them in three ways. Write them down. Because not only that you will benefit, and I benefit, but we can pass them on to others, our children, grandchildren, all of those who come in contact with us. Three things he's telling us here. David is saying that in hindsight, God never forsakes His own. Verses 23 to 26 Secondly, he's saying, in hindsight, I now know that God always blesses His own. I know this one is controversial, but I'm going to get to it. Be patient. Verses 27 to 34. And finally, verses 38 to 40, he is saying, in hindsight, what really honors God the most, what honors God the most in the life of a believer is to fully trust him, even when you can't see the evidence, is that he be trusted by his own. So he's saying, in hindsight, I know that God never forsakes his own. An earthly father who has a son, that son is his no matter what the son does, or the daughter, because he has the family blood, He has the family name. He has the family genes. He may even at times disgrace the family name, but nothing would change the relationship. He is a son. She is a daughter of his parents and her parents. In the same way for all the brothers and sisters of Jesus, in the same way we have the heavenly blood. We have the heavenly name. We have the heavenly family name. We have the heavenly genes. And God will never throw us out. Even when we disgrace Him. Nothing is going to change that. Our Heavenly Father may chastise us. He may discipline us. He may rebuke us. He may convict us. But He never rejects us. David said that the steps of the man of God or the woman of God are ordered by the Lord. Though he fall, though she may fall, will not be utterly cast out. Why? Because nothing to do with you and me, but because of the grace of God. Because the Lord upholds you with his own hand. How does this work in a Christian life? Well, a new Christian is always filled with the joy of the Lord. A new Christian is contagious Christian. I wish we all stay new Christians all the time. Don't you agree? I wish I was still in my early days when I came to know the Lord, you would say, Jesus, and I would cry. I mean... There's such love for the Lord, such joy in walking with the Lord, such attention to serving the Lord, that I never wanted to do anything to offend the Lord. I do never want to do anything to cause harm to the name of the Lord. When a new Christian becomes a Christian, he or she immediately get into the Word of God. They're devouring it, literally. They are seeking God in every area of their lives. Their eyes are always upon the Lord. Before they make any decision, Lord, is this what you want me to do? Seeking the mind of God in everything, they look up. Lord, do you want me to walk this way? Yeah. It's wonderful. It's great. Every step, you look up. (sighs) Then they grow into spiritual adolescence. How many of you know that really, truly, that spiritually we grow in the same way, in the same stages as we do in our body? When we're babes in the Lord, man, we we just in, in our Father's arm all the time. And we don't want to depart. We don't want to leave. <laughs> then we read the Bible. And once you read the Bible, you think, you know, everything that you need to know about God. I tell you what, the people who gave me the most trouble are the people who are going through spiritual adolescence. And I know it, and they know it. Some of them come to me years later and said, Man, you're patient with me. I said, Well, <laughs> yes I was. <laughs> it's like the poster I told you some years ago. I saw many, many years ago. Attention teenagers, get a job, earn your living, become very successful, leave your stupid parents while you still know everything. So you're taking every step. You're asking the mind of God. You're walking with your Heavenly Father every step of the way. And then comes a crucial decision. And you're seeking the mind of God. And for His own purpose, the Lord does not respond to you immediately. Whether He wants you to learn to wait, whether He wants you to learn patience, oh, I know this one. (laughs) Whether He wants you to learn just to trust Him, whatever His purpose is, he waits. He doesn't respond to you immediately. And you don't hear anything. And you get impatient. And meanwhile, things all over the place being offered to you. Here's an opportunity. Here's an opportunity. Here's an opportunity. And you're looking this way. And then you see one big one here. And then another big one here. And you don't know which one. And you're going to split yourself in half. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> you fall. You fall. This carpet is slippery. <laughs> you look different from here. <laughs> Cuz I can tell you, things look different when you're down. They really do. And you know what happens when you're down? Lots of things go through your mind. You are angry with God. Had you answered me, Lord, I wouldn't be here. You're angry with yourself. You're discouraged. You're despondent. You know what the devil does when you're down? He will come to you and he would say, you know, since you've been down, might as well stay down. The enemy, he will say to you, you know, it's a little bit more comfortable down here. Stay where you are. Now that you've blown it, you will never be able to have the same relationship with the Lord again. God cannot use damaged goods. You are damaged goods. You can never mount to much. Stay where you are. You'll never be an example and a role model again ever. It's over. Meanwhile, what's the Lord doing? He's down there with you. <laughs> He's saying, I love you. You're mine. I sealed you with the Holy Spirit. I'll never reject you. I'll never forsake you. You belong to me. I want to help you. Rise up. Confess your sin. Repent. Turn to me, and I'll forgive you. David said, the steps of a man of God and a woman of God are ordered by the Lord. Though he falls, though she falls, they will not be utterly cast out. They will not be completely cast out. Why? Not because of your education, not because of your wealth, not because of your importance in society. The reason God does not cast you out is because of His name and His glory and His grace. Because He promised to uphold you with His own hand. David says, I've been through a lot in life. I mean, he's been through a lot. He went to Achish, he pretended to be with the enemies, and he pretended to be a madman. He's been through a lot. And he says, some of those times I thought the Lord is going to say, I've had enough of you, David. I've had enough of these failures. I want nothing to do with you. But instead, David said, it's just not true. It's not true because I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his children begging for bread. I want you to listen very carefully, please. God is not only faithful to the righteous. He is faithful to the children of the righteous. Believers, let me tell you this. And it comes from my heart. And it comes from my experience. You will never know what it is to live by faith. Until you risk Something that is so important to you on God. You will not know how to walk the walk of faith. Until you risk something that is so important to you for God. You'll never get in the hall of faith until you do that. Let me tell you something. Giving God the crumbs will never teach you the walk of faith. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his children begging for bread. I hear people say, oh, in these economic conditions, I can't afford to tithe. Horrible mistake. Horrible mistake. When we had three small children, we lived on a fabulous sum of $13,000 a year. And a nominal Christian looked at my finances, And she said, how can you tithe with so little money? Poor thing. She never understood the sheer joy of watching God stretch a dollar. Have you ever seen God stretch a dollar? Man, goes all the way around. (laughs) And I can testify to you. Not only that all of our needs were met, but so many of our wants too. Today, of course, I don't believe in the tithe. Tithing is for the beginners. Hello. Nobody says preach it, brother. <laughs> Listen. Listen. If you think that God is going to bless you, based on what's happening on the Dow Jones or the NASDAQ, let me tell you, right now, you have not really got to know God very well. (laughs) You notice, Jesus did not say, you cannot serve two masters, God and sex, God and cheating, God and lying. These sins are just as horrible, let me assure you. And they're unacceptable. I'm not making fun of this. But I want to tell you something. Jesus, the Creator who made us, He knew that mammon is such a God that can have hold over us that the greatest and the greatest of spiritual giants among us will have a hard time getting from its clutches. And that's why He said, you can't serve me. And your heart is so in the clutches of mammon. In hindsight, David said, I know God never forsakes his own. Second, he said, in hindsight, I know that God always blesses his own. I know some of you are saying right now. In fact, you probably said that when I was repeating. I said, it's controversial, and I'm going to tell you why. Some of you right now probably saying, Michael, I sure don't feel like being blessed right now. I don't feel blessed. How can you say that God blesses His own all the time? I am not blessed right now. You don't understand the problems I'm going through. You don't understand the difficulties I'm facing right now in life. You don't understand my circumstances. I don't feel very blessed right now. Hear me right. Because you may be feeling lack of blessing right now. In hindsight, you're going to be able to look back and say, God, this lack of blessing back yonder was one of my greatest blessings that you have ever given me. You see, David knew that it's very easy for us to fall in the temptation of misinterpreting and misjudging the blessings of God. He understood that we are prone into thinking that we know what's good for us. Now, let me tell you something. I know what's good for me. Do you know what's good for you? I I truly, I really do. I'm not preaching. I'm not just playing games with you. I really do. And I tried to tell the Lord a few things. I am so thankful many times He didn't listen to me. I would have been troubled. David knew that we are vulnerable to the thought... That we know better what's good for us. We know better than God on what we should have and should not have. David knew that we foolishly misjudge God's blessings as curses. And therefore, verse 27, Psalm 37, he said, Depart from evil and do good. (laughs) What evil is he talking about here? What evil is he talking about? Listen to me. The evil of falsely accusing God of not loving you because He does not give you what you want. When you want it, depart from it. The evil of hardening of your heart toward God. The evil of your anger toward God. The evil of your coldness toward God. Depart from it. Depart from it. Because you do not have what you want for yourself It does not mean that God is not blessing you right now. It does not mean that at all. Don't fall in that temptation. It's a terrible temptation. I know it. I have been in it. Verse 28, he said, God does not forsake his godly ones. God's favor is promised to his own. God promised that the righteous will inherit the earth. And that should be enough. I wasn't quite 19 years of age and I was down. And I was down and the devil says while well, you're down might as well stay down. So in order to get away from God's call in my life, I enrolled in the Air Force Academy. And it was so difficult to get in but I got in and I said hallelujah it's a miracle. <laughs> Be careful when you're running away from the Lord and you see something works for you. It's not always a miracle. Believe me, it is not a miracle. I said, this must be great. I know this is what I must be doing now. Until the day came for us, for the freshmen to report for duty. Report first day of class. I didn't show up. Not by choice. But out of the thousands of letters that were mailed out, registered mail... Only one letter was lost in the mail. Out of the thousands of letters, only one did not make it my letter. And when I got back late and I tried to be reinstated and when it became impossible and I realized, I came to the conclusion and the resignation that it is over, I can't do it. I remember it was a very, very wide street and I was walking in the middle of it. And I was shaking my fist at God. Say, God, what are you doing? Spiritual adolescence. What I wanted and God's blessings for my life were not one and the same. Please remember this. Write it down. Hang it on the wall. What you want God to give you, and His blessings for you are not always one and the same. Most often they're not. And David said, in hindsight, I know that God never forsakes His own. In hindsight, I know God always blesses His own. But then he said, in hindsight, I know that it honors God to be fully Trusted by his own. I hear people say, I want to honor the Lord. I just want to honor the Lord. I really want to. I really. Isaiah, you really want to honor? Yeah, I really want to honor the Lord. Do you really want to honor? Yes, I really want to honor the Lord. Listen, the greatest honor you can bestow upon the Lord is to trust him even when you cannot see the evidence. Be patient and trust that God will do things right, all the time, always. I wonder how many of the people who are implicated in this corporate greed and corruption in corporate America today, I wonder how many of them really thought they could get away with it. (laughs) I would just love to know. I don't know. I'm sure many people think that they can get away with whatever they're doing. Big mistake. David would have said, listen to this he would have said to them, don't be tempted to think that the greedy and the corrupt will get away with it. Don't be tempted to think that the greedy and the corrupt will ultimately succeed. Will not. It may appear that way for a while. It may look that way for a while. But you trust God. I remember back in the early days and." came into this country, and I used to watch Walter Cronkite, CBS newsreader, and he would end up his broadcast every night. He would say, this is the way it is. And I want to yell and scream, no Walter, it's not the way it is, it's the way it seems to be. (laughs) It's not the way it is. It's the way it appears to be. Look at verses 35 and 36 of Psalm 37. I have seen a violent, wicked man spreading himself like a luxuriant tree in its native soil. Then he passed away, and he was no more. I sought for him, and he could not be found. You know, if you reverse the numbers of Psalm 37, Psalm 73, there's a man who is the head of the choir in the temple by the name of Asaph. And Asaph is the author of Psalm 73. (laughs) And in Psalm 73... Asaph had fallen into the temptation, at least for a little while, had fallen into the temptation of thinking that the wicked and the greedy are so happy and the righteous and the upright are miserable. Then he discovered that things are not the way they appear. He was tempted into thinking that trusting God will never get you justice. He fell into the temptation of thinking that trusting God will never give him success. He fell into the temptation of thinking that trusting God will never get him anywhere in life. But beloved, I want to tell you the truth is, trusting in God in the times when things look upside down to you is all that God wants you to do. The truth is, not judging by appearances is the point where He wants you to reach. The truth is, righteousness, the righteous has his feet planted on the rock while the ungodly builds on shifting sands. Let me tell you something as I finish. This is a word to the faithful. Those faithful soldiers... Of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you in your heart know that you've not been faithful, repent of it today. But this is a word for the faithful, okay? I want to make sure you understand this. It's a word for the faithful. Your trust in God has to be ultimately vindicated. Has to. Not may. Has to. Or else God is not true to His word. And God is always true to His word. Your trust in Him has to be ultimately honored, or else God is not God at all. David said, I lived long enough, (laughs) I lived long enough to see God to be true to His Word. You trust Him. Father, for the hearts that are having difficulty trusting You, I pray in the name of Jesus that they open themselves up right now for the Holy Spirit to come in. For those whose, whose knees are shaking, I pray for the power of the Holy Spirit to strengthen them. For those who are not faithful, I pray for the conviction of the Holy Spirit to turn them into faithful soldiers for Jesus Christ. And Father, for all of us, unfaithfulness is only a moment away from every one of us. Please protect us, that we will be faithful to the end, so that we can hear the words of Jesus, good and faithful servant. In his name I pray, amen. amen.